Six minutes after 11 Central African time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum. It's a beautiful, mashallah, Wednesday morning here in Lanajia. My beloved, wonderful listeners of uh, uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and company on this beautiful, mashallah, Wednesday morning. It's about uh, a little bit, a little bit. He says not too much. Haji Suleiman, so my beloved engineer, says Malana, not too much. But it's a bit nice and warm. But a bit, a bit cold. Yeah. Not too much. Haji Suleiman, Esop says, Malana, not too much. So we welcome, of course, our wonderful listeners of Sirius FM. Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and company. And we welcome our wonderful listeners of uh, Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah. Well, Jama'ah. Yes, uh, Haji Suleiman Esop is the engineer. He will be with me from now till 12 o'clock, inshallah. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. 084-786-3132. International Overseas Listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Plus 2784-786-3132. Today is the 17th of Vulkada, 1444, which is also uh, the 7th of June, 2023. Where are my, uh, my beloved listeners of Merkaz Sahaba of Sari SFM? Are you guys there? You can just give me a small shout out and say, Molana Arafat, we are listening to the bliss of marriage, wherever you are, on this uh, cold, nice, sunny. Can I say that, Haji Suleiman Nice and sunny, warm. Yeah, he says, Molana, warm. I see our beloved Fadila Tulustad is uh, about to join me, my beloved listeners of uh, Marka Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah, Wal Jama'ah. Yes, if you do have any questions, please feel free. Feel free and just send the questions in on our WhatsApp number. Well, let's uh, uh, begin on this beautiful, mashallah, um, Wednesday morning. Ustad, it's a beautiful, mashallah, morning. Welcome to the Bliss of Marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa arafat. Jazakallahu khayran. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, that um, why is it not permissible for a rivet to attend their parents' funeral who were Christians. Ustad, anonymous. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihil kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. First and foremost, my brother or sister, when a person embraces Islam, what is the meaning of Islam? Islam means I submit, I surrender. 
to all Allah Jalla Wala, meaning whatever is in the Quran Sharif, the noble Quran, six thousand two hundred and thirty six verses. 114 chapters, I believe in it from the inner recesses of my heart, whether it is making sense to me or it is supra-logical, above a person's logic. Second, I'm surrendering and completely submitting lovingly, willingly, sincerely to the Prophet Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So that person is a Muslim, is a Muslimah. Now let us go to the Constitution, the Noble Quran. Chapter 9, verse number 84. All Maitya Allah Jalla Wala teaches us, وَلَا تُسْوَلِّ عَلَىٰ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ مَاتَ أَبَدًا You are not allowed to pray for any one of them who died as a non-Muslim. وَلَا تَقُمْ عَلَىٰ قَبْرِ You are not allowed to go by their grave, by the graveyard, the cemetery. Why? إِنَّهُمْ كَفَرُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَمَاتُوا وَمْفَاسِقُونَ They were the disbelievers in all Mighty Allah or and the disbeliever of Prophet Muhammad they rejected and they died while they were in that state of transgression. So that is why we can't do so. Then you take a prophet and a messenger, Prophet Noah. So Nuh alayhi salatu salam, you know his name is mentioned 43 times in the noble Quran, Noah, Nuh. And chapter 71 is dedicated to him. So all Mighty Allah tells us about him and his son. So his son, his name is Kanaan. So the father told him, O oh son, you know the deluge, the flood is coming. And you better jump in and come in with us. Otherwise, there will be big problems for you. Ya Bunayyar Kamma'ana. That, oh, my beloved son, that, and, that you must come with us and come into the boat and into the ship and so forth. Wala takumma al kafirin. Don't be among the disbelievers. Call, he the son said, Sa'awi ila jabali ya'asimuni min al I will climb to the apex summit of the mountain and then I'll be saved. So the father said, Nabi Nu, Prophet Noah said, La asim al min amrillah, that today no one will be protected from the command of Allah except whom Almighty Allah has mercy on. Whilst he's still speaking, a wave came, وَحَالَ بَيْنَهُمَ الْمَوْجُ فَكَانَ مِنَ الْمُخْرَقِينَ And he, the son, drowned. Chapter 11, verse number 43. Now he, Noah, after all, it's his son, his biological son, but he died a non-Muslim. So he says, O Almighty Allah, Rabbi innabni min ahli, Ya Allah, the son of mine is my family. So Almighty Allah says in front, He died a non-Muslim. Ya Nuh, innahu laysa min ahli. He's no more your family. Why? Innahu amalun ghayru salih. He did actions that were not pious. So therefore, you must, and if you want reference of this, go open chapter 11 and verse number 46. You will see it there. So verse 45, verse 46, all you will find it there. So now, my brother, sister, what will you find? That once a person dies, he or she dies on another faith besides Islam. So our link and connection with them now is totally broken, finished. Therefore, Almighty Allah gave us examples of people's father. For example, Abraham, his mm-hmm. father, Azar. He died a non-Muslim. And when he died that, فَلَمَّا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ أَنَّهُ أَدُوهُ لِلَّهِ He totally disassociated himself with him. You see the wives of Noah and Lut salam. They were non-Muslim. Wahila and Wa'ila were their names. And then they died as non-Muslims. They dispatched to Jahannam and the hellfire. وَقِيلَ دُخُلَ النَّارَ مَعَ الدَّاخِلِينَ Quran says. So their wives at that time, it was permissible for them to marry them. But remember, they dispatched to Jahannam the hellfire. 
So you have example of a parent, you have example of a spouse, a wife, and you have example of a son. So why all these examples? Then you have the example of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, chapter 111, his own father's brother, his uncle, Abu Lahab, he was so handsome, you know, and at night time you could see his face, so Lahab, the flame, <laughs> and his name was Abdul Uzza, the slave of the idol Uzza. But Quran condemned him and his wife. Remember that straight to Jahannam forever they will stay there. Why? Because no belief. <laughs> so go and see chapter number 111 of the Noble Quran. So my brother, sister, that whilst they're alive, you keep contact with them. You are a Muslim, you are a Muslimah, but your parents are not Muslim. Chapter number 31, verse 15, Quran says, You mingle, associate with them with the intention. Inshallah, you show them the beauty of Islam, no wine, dine, and swine, and so forth, and then they might embrace Islam. But if they don't, then remember you cannot pray for them because now you have nothing to do with them. So that is what the Quran is saying very, very clearly and explicitly. Ustad, uh, uh, the sister says that uh, my dad is not well currently. I am in Iddat, Mufti AK. Can my mom make Qurban on his behalf with her money and physically slaughter the sheep, Ustad? 100% you must remember that, that what she must tell him for your father, that she will make the kurbani on his behalf, and she has the means and the money and so forth, so totally permissible. And regarding the physical slaughtering, if she is going to slaughter it and sacrifice it there by the house, in the backyard or whatever you, so that will be permissible. But you must remember that if you mean your father has passed away, his father passed away, did the husband passed away or is alive? No, his life was currently not well. But what? Oh, not well, right. So you must remember, then it's fine. That she must just inform him, and then she must just slaughter it, if she knows how to slaughter in the backyard. But she can't be going to the farm and all these type of things and go and slaughter in front of everybody and all that. Then she must just delegate somebody and say that this is the money, and then you slaughter the goat or the sheep for you one and for your husband one. So that will be fine, and that is acceptable, no problem. Mm. Because she says my dad is not well, and yeah. she's in Idda to start. Ah, the daughter is in Idda. So can yeah. my mom make Kurban on his behalf? Yeah, it's yeah. fine, no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 084786-3132. Somebody says, uh, uh, Dear Honorable Muftisab, please advise on the process of performing ghusl. Must the performer of ghusl face the Qibla during such process? I'm a new Muslim, Ustad. Thank you, my sister, my brother. Remember that when you are going to perform ghusl, so the first thing you should do before you go to the bathroom and so forth, for the ghusl, the compulsory bath and so forth, go to the toilet, relieve yourself, do everything, urinating, defecating, all that, then you know you are done and finished with that. Now you are in the bathroom, you don't face the Qibla. We never ever face the Qibla when we are in the nude, when we don't have clothing on, we don't face the Qibla. Why? Chapter 22, verse 32, Whosoever shows respect to the landmarks, the symbols of Almighty Allah, that is the sign that such a person has taqwa through piety, Allah consciousness. Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet of Islam, peace be upon him, used to say, Man tafala al qibla, whosoever spits in the direction of the qibla, then jaa yom al qiyama, he'll come on the day of qiyama, wa tafluhu bayna aynay, and that saliva spit will be there between his eyes, meaning on his forehead, to humiliate and disgrace him. This is sahih, authentic hadith, 
mentioned in Sahih Ibn Khuzayma. So therefore, that definitely is not permissible. Now let me show you the methodology and the way to perform the ghusl. You wash your hands. If you got soap, shampoo, all that, you use it if you want to. There's no problem. And remember that you're asking of a normal ghusl and so forth after husband-wife relationship or after your menses has ended and so forth. Thereafter, you wash your privates, remember, front, back, all these things there. Thereafter, you perform your ablution, your huzu, as we do normally. And thereafter, you wash your entire body, your head downwards, and then your right flank, and then your left flank, and so forth. If you are using a shower, then you just move slightly to your left, and then your right side will get, you know, wet, and so forth. And then you move to your right side, and your left will get wet, and so forth. Then remember that you should also make sure that every hair on your body is wet, and you have inserted water into your mouth, gargle your mouth properly and so forth inserted water into your nostrils and remember that your water went right inside your nostrils so basically these are the things and before you start the ghusl then in your heart you just make intention that I am making this ghusl and so forth so these are the most important things that when you are going to perform the ghusl it's straightforward but don't waste water you know sometimes we have to use 10 liters to 50 liters liters 20 liters we use 100 liters so obviously that is not something that islam allows and it says so we must try and to use water sparingly as well somebody says that uh, is it permissible to announce spots report fixtures and results after prayers in the mosque, remember Muftisab, it's to unite our youth, Ustad. Remember, you can't use shaitani methods and so forth. So what is this? So now last week was a big match, soccer match, right? So now you're going to announce it there in the masjid. So is that permissible? Obviously it's haram there. These soccer players, they expose, you must remember, they are thighs, all of them. And Nabi alayhi salam said, Innal fakhida awratun. That is authentic hadith. The thigh is part of something must be covered. Go look at their lifestyle. Most of them involved in zina, fornication, adultery. Majority of them involved in LGBT. They promote it and so forth and so on. And then remember, all of them, 90% of them, them involved in drugs or alcohol and so forth. And you want to come tell me that that is to unite the ummah and the youth. You can never have unity on Baathil. You can never promote Baathil. That imam, those trustees who allow these type of things inside the precincts of the mosque, whole lot should be fired. They're not fit to be imam. They're not fit to be trustees. And you take my name and tell them that I said so. Quran Sharif is very clear. Surah 5, verse number 2. Where will it stop? Today you gave soccer results. Tomorrow one guy say no, that we must give cricket results. Then next guy will come and say, hey, act like for rugby. Then we must give rugby results. <laughs> then one guy will say, no, it's Wimbledon today. We must give tennis results. Then we will give swimming results. And then they in Sweden, they got sex competition. Then you're going to give that results also. You see where it will end. So you must remember, shaitan yet all these things here. Quran Sharif says, Surah 5, verse number 2, that you must cooperate in righteousness and in piety. We must never ever cooperate in vices and sin and transgression. See the Surah, you know, chapter 103, what Allah Ta'ala says there. When you want to invite, always invite, exhort people towards the truth. But the truth is better. So therefore, you must tell people, invite them towards patience and that. is shaitani at that, you must remember. Bring all the professional sports is haram in Islam. <laughs> Look at that Murtad bin Shaitan, MBS, paying for Ronaldo, whatever the shaitan's name is, committing fornication every day there, and they allowed him to do that. 75 million US dollars. Now they're bringing this soccer player and this soccer. You see everything in the Arab news. Go and see, I read all these newspapers every day. Go and read, you must remember all the, the, the news in the world going on. 
So sports washing, they call that, you must remember. MBS thinks the world, the world is full of idiots and fools. So he wants to bring now boxing, F Formula One, F1 there. Now he brought golf there. Now he wants to bring soccer there because he wants to host the 2030 World Cup. But you see, you can't speak one word against him if you are in Saudi Arabia. You send one tweet, he got his secret police intelligence against them. They lock you up straight away. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. So these are shaitans, remember that. So we can never ever allow such activity in the masjid. Tomorrow they'll tell you, let us play with the children and the youngsters. Soccer in the masjid is already happening in UK. And that, remember that, that they brought the TV in. This team is playing against us. No, no, no. We're keeping the children away. So we bring them in the masjid, show them a soccer match inside the masjid. You see where it will stop? All haram, you must remember. Islam says you must nip everything in the bud. So all this, I repeat, those trustees, imams who are doing this, they're not fit to be trustees, they're not fit to be imams, they will be fired immediately. Mm. Allah Akbar, subhanallah, subhanallah. Listen to this one, Ustad. There's a sister from Cape Town. She says, Muftisab, so what if I don't boycott Woolworths? Allah knows my intention, so I will still buy from Woolworths. Remember, Allah knows my intention. We'll start anonymous sister Cape Town. You heard of a scholar, Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi. He passed away. He was 95, 96 years old. Rahimahullah, Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus. We don't agree with all his fatwas and verdicts. <coughs> For example, he said that music sometimes is permissible and so forth. So obviously we reject that. But he wrote a book, it's in Arabic, there's an English translation. And in that English translation, they have an introduction. The book's name is Halal Al-Halal Wal Halam. I have the Arabic and English. So you must remember that. So there in that, for you, the English one, my sister. So you must read the introduction. The introduction is very good. He says, good intentions do not justify haram actions. You got it, sister? Good intentions do not justify, you must remember, that haram actions. Now look at the case study. You want to go to there, to the waterfall, right there in Cape Town, or wherever it is. I'm just giving example. You know better than me. This mall and this mall and that mall, you will find Woolworths there, waterfall, whatever. Now you're going with your daughter, with your son, children. They see two women, a skull. And they're kissing one another, their breasts are touching one another, and so forth. So you as a mother, you as an elder sister, you took your younger sister, you took your daughter to such a place there, and you say, my intention is good. Now just extend that by kias and analogy. You took your daughter, your son, to the gambling casino. Say, no, my intention is good. You took them to the brothel. You must remember, you say, no, my intention is good. You took them to the places where there is music and dancing and wine, dine and swine and disco. And you say, no, my intention is good. You get what I'm saying, sister? So if your iman does not allow you to stay away from such beghirat, besharam, such immoral places, then it shows how immoral a person you yourself have become. Al-Khabitha tulil khabisin. That Quran says, Surah 24, verse 26, the people who are khabis, who are impure, they will be attracted to those who are impure. So that speaks volume, sister. So think about what you want to say, what you want to do, and what the Quran Sharif and the Sunnah Mubarakah says. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi said, shit. When a person does not have haya, shame, and modesty, and morality, he will do whatever he wants to. People in Urdu, we got a nice saying, Agar tu na chahe, to bahane hazar. If you don't want to do something, then you will have thousand, thousand excuses. What is your iman telling you? What is your ghaira? What is your modesty, your morality telling you? What is your true Islam telling you? So these people are promoting today. I ask you one question. 
The CEO of Woolworths and all of them, they were on a non-Muslim station yesterday. I heard his interview there. Somebody, a lot of people sent it, but I heard it. So he said, if you don't want to come, go spend your money somewhere else. Now, I'm asking you, they're only using one evidence proof. No, we want to be an inclusive. We want to cater for everybody. You know, in certain countries, you must remember, they're allowing incest already. So if you take the Woolworths analogy and thinking and strategy, so once incest will be legalized in certain countries, so they will have clothing, they will have things there for the people, father busy with his daughter, (coughs) mother busy with the son and that. Some countries want to already allow bestiality. You must remember that. (laughs) And that Khomeini, the kafir Shia, he writes to commit bestiality is permissible in Tahrirul Wasila. So now you must remember, so they will have an Edward there, or they will have one person there, a male, and they will have a dog there, and so forth. And your thinking will be, no, it's good for me to go there. My intention (coughs) is clean. You get the message, sister? So, you must be careful. Munins was there. I think he had a big vaccine, a big rooster and a big booster. So, your common sense breaks, sister. So, don't be a herd mentality. Remember this. It's not permissible for Muslims to go there. She says, Yamar Mufti. She yeah, she's yam, sorry. She says she's sorry. Yamar means I'm sorry. You must for Allah for my sister. On must be dunk, you know. So you must remember the. On is Muslim. On said Iman. On says this was hella ni. Hella khanda was hella hella biyasaqid. On says Muslim. On munida khani. Who said there's a there's a new Muslim brother as well from Escort. He says. Uh, dear respected Mufti Sahib, how can, how can I find out what the restrictions for husband and wife is where the bedroom is concerned, intimacy, where can he find out to start? Very good. This morning after Fajr, one youngster newly married, he asked me the same thing. There's no problem. You don't have to ask anybody else. We give you the answer here. <laughs> it's bliss of marriage, my brother. <laughs> so he asked me, not you, I'm coming to your question. He asked me that you see now some people are telling him that because he's newly married one week, one month, whatever, you understand. That now, you know, Islamically, today the date is 17th of Zul Qaeda. So three days ago and all that was the 14th night. So the 14th night, you know, is full moon. So one of his friends told him, brother, you mustn't go to your wife when it's full moon. So I told him, my Buddha, my brother in escort, you see. So I will be there in escort, inshallah, on the 24th, 25th of June. You must come and meet me, okay, brother? Yeah. So 24th, 25th of June, inshallah. No, not June. Is June? Oh, yeah, it's June, June. Yeah, it's right. June, I'll be there. Inshallah, inshallah. So you must remember that. So you come there and meet me there. Masjid Arabia, you meet me there. 24th, I'll be there, inshallah. So now, my brother, so I told my brother when you see the moon you and your wife you make honeymoon you see there's no problem <laughs> whether it's a new moon or whether it's a quarter moon or whether it is a full moon you go full throttle you must remember that no problem you see so people get caught up in fairy tales so what you must know my brother is three laws law number one Chapter 2, verse 2, 2, 2, right? Quran is saying, Surah 2, chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, the cow, the heifer. And you must remember that is now verse 2, 2, 2. So Quran says, قُلْ هُوَ أَذَا فَأَتَزِلُّ النِّسَاءَ فِي الْمَحِيدِ وَلَا تَقْرَبُهُنَّ حَتَّى يَدْهُرْنَ When the wife is in menses, then you can't fulfill your conjugal relationship with her. But knees downwards, you can touch her skin to skin. Navel upwards, remember that, her bosom, breast, back, all that, neck, all that, you, you can touch skin to skin. The portion between the navels and the uh, knees, they're below the knees, so that portion, remember that, you keep covered. Tell your wife she must keep that covered. You want to touch her, hadith in Abu Dawood, Mishkat, mafokal izar. So above the fabric, above the garment, above the clothing, that's during her menses, and that is between navel and knees, okay? So that's first law you must know.
Second law, you must know Islam say anal all that totally haram. You must remember that. That is kufar, Shias, and that. They believe in sodomy and all these things there. You must remember that. So that sodomy in all forms and shape is haram in Islam. So male to male and male to female and whatever other whatever way people want to think of. So is all haram in Islam, right? So you know anal is not Oral is not permissible. You must remember that. So these are the three, four things you should know, and then everything else, you and your wife is fine. There's no problem. And all these funny, funny gadgets they got nowadays, you know. So all that also you can't use. And yeah, if it's oil and lubrication, and that's fine. There's no problem with that. So don't uh, listen to anybody. You can You send your questions to us, and and you want to a very private. You want take my number zero seven one triple eight one one eight four zero seven one triple eight one one eight four and we'll answer you my brother inshallah using a webcam is it permissible not permissible you go to webcam and this and that and now husband wife and that busy and that then by mistake somebody got all of it they put everything of you and your wife on the internet or they will then blackmail you that you must pay money extortion you see if you don't pay 1,000 rand a month, 5,000 rand, then we're going to expose you, put it on internet. So why must you get involved in all the shaitaniyat and all? You see, when the TV came, when TV came in South Africa, South Africa under the Bura, under apartheid, they never wanted TV. These Afrikaners, they had little but respect for religion. South Africa was one of the last, last Western countries to get TV. You must remember that. Saudi Arabia had TV before South Africa. Pakistan had TV before South Africa because I went there in those 74. I was in Pakistan. There was TV. I was surprised. When I went to Saudi Arabia, there was TV, all these things there. This was one of the biggest mistakes King Faisal made. We all human beings, we make mistakes. We say King Faisal, a shaheed, the martyr, rahimahullah, Allah grant him jannatul fiddah. But we all are human beings. We are prone to error. So they told him, no, you can use this for education. And us. he fell for the trick. And, you know, jutlas and that also. So anyway, you must remember. So that's how Saudi, in the 60s already, they got TV and all. South Africa only got TV in 76. How I know that? Because I was in Karachi in studying there. I came for my first holiday in 76. The people were going nuts and crazy over TV. You must remember that. Breakfast, the TV must be on. Lunch, the TV must be on. The supper, they'll go eat, not by the table or on the floor. or They'll go eat there by the TV. They were addicted to it because novelty, you know, kullu jadidin laziz. So now you got addicted to the TV. So you say, but the TV is not showing what I want. Mm. So let me bring my webcam and what have you, and I'll make my own movies. So now your own movies, you and your wife. Tomorrow your daughter gets hold of that. Your son gets hold of that. You don't see how many children go through the history, geography of their father's phone. And what, what things they see? I see, they send me all these type of queries. I went through my father's phone. I went through my mother's phone. There the wife say I went through my husband's phone. And the, the small child, story time. The story time, the small son, he got all of his father's phone. And then his mother asked him, what you doing? He said that, no, I'm saving every day some money, 50 cents, one rent, two rent. So the mother asked, for what you saving? He said, no, I saw on father's phone. He got all the girls there, ladies there. They so poor, not one of them got clothing on. Mm. You see, so the, you see the innocence of the child. He's thinking that his father is looking at all the poor girls. He doesn't know that all is pornography and what have you and so forth. So that is what you do. You're going to make your child. As it is, they're targeting the children. The, the jali fitna is this. They don't want, from birth, they're targeting your children. They don't want, you must register your child when he or she gets born and write the gender. You can tell that this is this, but don't write the gender. When they come four, five, six, seven years old, then we will ask them that what is your gender? So Eve say, me, I'm a boy. So they'll put their Steve. But the whole world knows his girl, you see. 
Then Steve, they'll ask him, what's you? He said, me, I'm a girl. You understand? So they'll put Eve and whatever name like that. So at least on this score, Trump got it right, you know. He said if he becomes president, first thing he will do is get rid of all this nonsense and rubbish. He said there's only two genders. You see, two youngsters, I sent it out yesterday. Two youngsters were walking. Mm. One youngster asked the other youngster, I heard these 56 or 58 <laughs> genders, whatever it is. So the other guy said, no, there are only two genders. The other 56 are all mental disorders. <laughs> what he said? The other 56 are all mental disorders. That. So that is what Islam says. So this is, see Pakistan. That now they want to give Pakistan millions and millions. Why? They must promote this LGBT culture in Pakistan. So they're going to target me and you. They're going to target the Muslim countries, Arab countries, all that. Why? Because they want the new world order and you must just fall in line like the zombie. When they told you take a booster, then you ask, which one must I take, on my hand or on my uh, posterior, you see? But I take a rooster. So where must I take, on my left hand or my left buttock? So you must get out of this mentality, remember that. We say these Mulvies and these doctors and all those who are promoting, you must remember vaccines, they must be named and shamed, remember that. Mm. Especially the Muslim ones, because from A to Z, all was haram. And then you know the consequences that led to it. The masjids got closed and what and what happened and so forth. Mm. Allahu Akbar. 19 minutes to 12 o'clock. When we come back, inshallah. We'll continue what the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Ustad, uh, let's go overseas. Uh, dear respected Mufti AK, the new Islamic law is in. Can I, as a wife, travel alone for Hajj? Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. We have to rephrase the question. You mustn't say the new Islamic law. You must say the new Saudi law, the new law of the Murtad. You must remember that. So his laws are that you can go to the cinema in Medina Munawwara. His law is you can wear bikini and go to the beach there in Jeddah. His law is this, that they have rave shows in Jeddah and Riyadh and so forth. His law is, you must remember, that you must now modernize Islam and so forth and so forth. So don't say the word Islam, sister. That's an insult to every Muslim. So it's haram for you to go. When you say Muslim, then remember it means we submit to all Allah lovingly, willingly, and sincerely. We submit and surrender to Prophet Muhammad Mustafa, Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, lovingly, willingly, and you must remember sincerely. We are not interested in what the king of Saudi Arabia or the king of Jordan or the king of Morocco or Bahrain, all murtads and all shaitans, what the crown prince or the prince says, you must remember MBS or MBZ, they murtads, people. So for you to say that's an Islamic law, that's totally haram. You must remember that. You must go with your husband. You must go with your brother, with your father, and so forth. That is Islamic law. Not the shaitania they are promoting and so forth. Ustad, it says, please advise on the dua to read towards of evil eyes, especially on children. Ustad. So you must remember the hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. The hadith is mentioned in Ibn Majah. Write it down if you want it in Bukhari Sharif. You will find it in Kitabul Anbiya, the chapter regarding the messengers and prophets, alayhimu salatu salam. And in Ibn Majah also is there wonderful dua. He, Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Nabi Ibrahim Khalilullah alayhi salatu wa sallam used to read this dua for his two sons when they were very young. Nabi Ismail alayhi salam, he's first, and then Nabi Ishaq alayhi salatu salam when he was young and so forth. Because from the Sayyidah Hajara radiallahu anha, Hajar, Hajara, both you say, <laughs> That is known as Tarkhim. So remember Hajar, then you don't say Hajara, and you say Hajara is also fine. So Nabi Ismail alayhi salam and from Sayyidah Sara 
I, Habibuna Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, read this dua and I'm reading this dua for my beloved Nawasa, my grandsons, Sayyidina Hassan, radiallahu an, his elder, and then Sayyidina Hussein, radiallahu an. So what is the dua? A'udhu bi kalimatillahi tamma. A'udhu bi kalimatillahi tamma. I seek Allah's protection through that through all his complete words min kulli shaitanin wahamma and remember from everything from every shaitan and everything that is dangerous poisonous wa min kulli aynin lamma and from every evil eye you can read it in the starting a'udhu bi kalimatillahi tamma 100% correct also or you read it, U'izu, bi kalimatillahi tamma. So I seek Allah's protection for you. So remember the children and so forth. So both ways you can read it. And it's authentic hadith. Then what else must you read? Read Aital Kursi, read the Kuls, and more so, Ma yata'awwadu ahadun mi mislihima. The greatest Tawis, people believe too much Tawis, Tawis, put Tawis here on the neck and put on the hand and the woman want to put on their thigh and where and where Allah alone knows. Me, I don't approve of these things here. Put on the thigh and all that there. So anyway, you must remember that Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa told Uqba radiallahu ta'ala an that a hadith is authentic in Sahih Muslim that remember that what you must do that you must read Qul A'udhu Bi Rabbil Falaq Qul A'udhu Bi Rabbil Nas and that is the most powerful Tawi so read that and blow on your children Surah Fatiha Ayat Al-Kursi the four kuls and the dua A'udhu Bi Kalimatillahi Tammah Min kulli shaitanin wa hammah wa min kulli aynin lammah. So these are the most effective, powerful duas, better than all the taweez of the taweez walas, <laughs> better than all the amal of the amil walas. Remember me, I don't believe in these people. Ninety percent are crooks. You must remember that. They just make you fools and they treat you like that. So you must remember that you get one in a hundred and so forth, five in a hundred who are honest and this type of things. <laughs> Ustad Samudi says here uh, from Hawik, my baby is 13 months old. A few people have told me breastfeeding for a girl is only until 18 months and for a boy 24 months. Please advise Ustad. You see, that's what I'm telling you all. You'll go. This morning somebody contacted me mm-hmm. and he, he's also a revert. So he asked one question, something like this. You know, it's a different question. So I told him, you know, brother, your example is this. Then he had a good laugh. I said, you don't know how to drive. And then you want to go by a guy who's got maybe his learners or he's still applying for his learners. Now you want to tell him that he must drive, show you how to drive. <laughs> so what's going to happen? He said, you'll end up in accident. So I said, obviously. So I say, Dean and Islam is much more important than that. You don't know how to swim and now one guy is drowning. So now you want to go and save him. So what's going to happen? Both of you will drown, obviously. So now you, sister, went and asked some jahil ajhal, a person who doesn't know him. In Arabic, you say, he doesn't know his nose, he doesn't know his knees from his toes. You must remember that. Quran is saying this, you must remember, that The Quran is saying, Amin. So the maximum period for boys and girls is two years, two lunar years. So many places is mentioned in the Quran. And Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, he did something different. He said, no, because it's very difficult for the child, you know, that just today you're breastfeeding and then tomorrow you say, no, the two years is up. So he said, no, gunjaish here. There is scope that you can take it for two years and six months. 
Only Imam Abu Hanifa said this. So he said for boy and girl, you can go up to 30 months. Meaning that the two years, now the child, I was like that. You must remember that. That when I grew up, my mother used to tell me, you don't want to leave nothing. So they went two and a half years or whatever. Mm. So you must remember, there's no sin in that is acceptable. So that there's no story of 18 months. That's a fairy tale. That's absolutely a lie and rejecting Quran. But we won't say that that person is non-Muslim or what. We will say it's based on ignorance what they say. Mm. So be very careful from whom you are getting your deen. So that is, the, is it the duty of my husband to buy my qurbani? Anonymous Ustad. It's not the duty of the husband. If your husband, you must put your hand, sister, when he's in a good mood. Put your hand by his heart. So he'll ask you, what you doing, my poppy? Then you must say, poppy is checking if you've got a bigger heart or you've got a small heart. <laughs> so then, you'll say, no, i got a bigger heart. Then you must tell him, oh, honey, it's kurbani time. You must pay the money. He'll say, right, fixed up. You see, you must know Mokai Shanasi and Mardam Shanasi. How to speak and when to speak and this type of thing. My wife, I tell her, she mustn't pay. And I'll pay for it, you see. So this type of thing. She does so much for me. So I said, what is there now? We pay 3,000, 3,500. I told the Molana, I want the best, best sheep for me and the wife, you see. So he'll tell me the price one week, one day, three days before Kurban. I just send the money, finish and clap. So you must do it like that. But technically speaking, it's not wajib compulsory upon the husband that he must spend on the wife for Qurbani if the wife has got the means. Now let's see, 100% the wife got the means, 90% of the time. So you count all her clothing, you mm. count all her shoes, you count all her bags. You know the woman, they like to have handbags. So every outfit, it must match with them. Their shoes must match, the outfit must match, and the bag must match, you know, the woman there. Mm. So therefore, they love that, you see, dress to impress. That is how they operate, you know, majority of them. So anyway, so now you count all that. Then you count the money, whether it's under the matras or above the matras or in the bank and all. If all that and the gold, the jewelry and everything, you count all that is 9,000 rand or more, then she has to make kurbani and she must use her money. But now she don't want to or she finds it difficult. So put your hand by his heart. And I told you the prescription there. See, good prescription I gave you. So inshallah, then you tell him, oh, honey, give some money like that. You must remember these things there. So in that way, then the problem solved, inshallah. Tell him how much sawab he will get. You understood? for making qurbani for you. Only Hanafis say is wajib. Mm. Shafis, Malikis, Ambali say you slaughter one, two goat animals, whatever, for the whole family, for you, the father, mother, grandfather, all, all permissible, remember that. Mm. Well, there is a revered sister say that she has accepted Islam on your show about two years ago on Marka Sahaba in the morning program. She says, please tell me when women go down in sajda when making their prayers, are they supposed to keep their feet such that it's on the toes and elbows of the ground? Please tell me correct position for women in such the revered sister Ustad. Very good question, mm-hmm. my sister. He Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Hadith mentioned in Bukhari Sharif Swallu Kamara Aitumuni Uswalli. Perform your salat as you see me performing salat. So as far as possible, you will do exactly like the B.A.S. Salam did. But when it comes to your sajda and all that, you will do different. Why? The hadith is mentioned in the marasil of Imam Abu Dawood. So you won't understand these are a little bit technical terms, but I'm going to simplify it and clarify it for you, make it easy for you. So he, Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, marra al-amra atain. He passed two ladies to Swalliyan, who were reading Salat. So they were performing namaz prayer. He, Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa was not in Salat. So from there, he taught them a lesson. So he, the master, alayhi sallam, told them, فَإِذَا سَجَدْتُمَا When you go into sajda, فَدُمَّا بَعْدَ اللَّحْمِ إِلَى الْأَرْضِ That then make sure that some part of your body and that is touching the ground. Meaning, sister, you see we, the men, when we perform sajda, then our buttocks, our posterior is up. So you, the lady, because of haya and shame and modesty, you will keep it down, okay? So you won't lift up your buttock mm. and all these things here. Yeah. 
then your toes and your feet you take it out from the right hand side and then your toes will be facing the Qibla you call that the Warruk so that will be there then in the ending of the hadith Nabi alayhi salatu salam said فَإِنَّ الْمَرْعَ لَيْسَتْ كَالرَّجُلُ فِي ذَلِكَ A woman in sajda is not like a man and then regarding the hands you keep it up you will remember that is the verdict of majority scholars you don't keep it on the ground and so forth so that is correct so the Hanafis only they say but majority say so keep it up it's fine so keep your hands up and so forth so that will be fine there's no problem with that there's authentic hadith you must remember that do not keep your hands down on the ground like how you must remember the dog does and so forth so you got it now three things you must remember when you go into sajda my sister then your posterior the buttock will be down not right up like the men right second one your toes and your feet you take it out from the right hand side both your feet and the toes will (laughs) face the Qibla and then you keep your hands up remember that so that will be fine and so forth so that is verdict of majority scholars so that's that's all you have to remember somebody says is it permissible to offset interest in my bank account with taxes paid company deducts on my behalf for start remember my brother three issues interest is haram surah 2 surah baqarah verses 275 to 279 to deliberately, intentionally get involved in interest, whether you are the buyer, whether you are the seller, whether you are the witness, whether you are the scribe. Nabi alayhi salam said, authentic hadith in Muslim Sharif, kulluhum sawa, all of them are equal, aifil ithmi, in sin and vices. This is authentic hadith. Surah in Muslim Sharif. Second one, go to Quran first. Quran Sharif teaches us, Surah 2, verse 279, if you don't abstain and refrain from interest and riba and sood and all that then then you must be prepared for a war against almighty Allah and Mustafa who can fight Allah Ta'ala and the hadith says open bulughul maram and that you will find it that riba has got isnani wa sub'una baba 72 categories wa adnahu and the money mamrank the money mamrank a person committing adultery with his own biological mother. You get in the picture, my brother? So that is what Islam is teaching there. This capitalistic system came and glorified riba and interest. Now sometime you're a businessman, riba comes in your account and what and what. So you take that and then you give it to the poor, poor Muslim, poor non-Muslim, or you pay your taxes, government and so forth, and whatever duty rates whatever you can do that the bank now here there are two things you must understand one is abc bank is charging you bank charges that you can't use interest money they're not running a charity or something the bank wants to make money and they're giving you a service so for your bank charges you must use halal money you can't use interest money but if you got you must remember interest money and then you got overdraft you got the overdraft all is haram and that you know that so but they're charging you interest now you use interest to offset the interest so that will be permissible al-khabithatu lil-khabithin barakallahu fiqh jazakallahu khair salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Empowering the Ummah <laughs>